the Florida Gators were at SEC Media Day yesterday, and it it was fun to watch. We're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. We're going to have some fun with SEC Media Day only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Thursday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work and YouTube work with Whole Nine Sports. And find more written work with GiantsCountryOfSI.com. Before getting into today's content, just ask you a like, subscribe, comment, review, do whatever it is that you want to do. But let me let me hear you. And also, tired of Miami fans in my comments talking trash. I, I'm just I'm just you know I'm, I'm I've dedicated my time now. I'm just going to be a savage about things. So that's 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 how we're doing it now. So that's that's just where I'm at. We're gonna start today with a couple of clips from Billy Napier and Anthony Richardson from yesterday's SEC Media Day. Florida was there. Tomorrow we will talk more about it because there was a lot that Billy Napier said specifically that I want to break down, but I wanted to get into Anthony Richardson today as well. And first up, here's a clip of Billy Napier talking about Anthony Richardson and his evaluation of him. He is, he has the physical traits. What I've been impressed with is he's extremely bright. He has character. He's humble. He cares about his teammates. Um, and he's willing to work, you know, and he's a great listener. He takes the meeting room to the walkthrough to the field. I think he's growing up as a leader. You know, he understands the importance of his role, not only on our team, but at the University of Florida and all the things that come with that. Now, it goes without saying that Anthony Richardson is viewed very highly by pretty much everybody. National media loves him. Gainesville media loves him. Billy Napier and the rest of his coaching staff obviously love him. It's incredibly high praise and it's also very fun to talk about because we talk about Billy Napier and about Anthony Richardson and about everything that's going on. And we always hear high praise for Anthony Richardson. That's something that we always hear where, I mean, Billy Napier also said, we gave our quarterbacks, so not just Anthony Richardson, but all the quarterbacks, Jack Miller III, Jalen Kitna, Max Brown as a 2022 kid, they asked a lot of their quarterbacks. And Anthony Richardson is someone who Billy Napier and the rest of the coaching staff has said he's answered the call every time. And everybody talks about I mean, even yesterday when it was just on SEC Network, Tim Tebow, Greg McElroy, they were talking about Anthony Richardson and they were saying, look, he's a pretty quiet kid. He's a quiet leader, which is funny to hear also because it's Tim Tebow who used to just scream all the time, not in an angry way. He's just a very intense person. And Anthony Richardson is not that, but people still consistently and kind of incessantly talk about him as such a good player and such a good leader. So it's not something to really worry about. It's about taking those next steps. And Anthony Richardson, I mean, he, he's he's done a lot to kind of develop this. And again, this is an offense where you want to trick your opponents. You want to 
uh, um, outwork them, make them think, and just be smarter than them. And that that's that's a very uh, mentally difficult thing to do. And so Anthony Richardson, his he's kind of just taken the bull by the horns with it. And this is what Anthony Richardson had to say about being a Billy Napier quarterback. Uh, he's given each each and one of us, um, you know, different things that we need to work on in the off season, you know, and the things he have put in place for us, such as the lesson plans, you know, it's forced us to become better players. You know, uh, we kind of got to see things the way that they see things, you know, and I feel like that's that's helped us a lot this off season, you know, but just stuff like that has been, you know, very helpful. Anthony Richardson, first of all, throughout that whole. Uh, throughout his whole press conference, which you'll see more clips of, I mean, in a couple minutes also, but also just throughout the rest of the week and next week and whatever whatever we decide to do with it. Um, Anthony Richardson, first of all, so well-spoken. But what's more significant is the praise that he has for the entire coaching staff. And he clearly respects them a ton. And he's clearly... Um, he, he's clearly bought into the process. That's one thing that we've talked about with Anthony Richardson, with Billy Napier, with, with this entire coaching staff is buying into the process. And I believe it was Tim Tebow that said it yesterday where it's not just a matter of going, well, I, I can do this. Like, I, I, I'll do this because you're telling me to do this and I'm the coach. Or there's a difference between that and I will do anything you ask. There's a big difference, and it seems the Florida Gators are leaning towards that second one of I will do anything you ask and buying into the process because Billy Napier is a proven winner. Sure, he did it at Louisiana, but guess what? The resources at Louisiana are more or less the same of the resources for the rest of the Sun Belt. And Billy Napier took those same resources and kind of put the beats on a lot of the conference. So the, the buying into the process should be fairly easy. And the people that aren't, well, aren't in Gainesville anymore for the most part. And so Billy Napier, he's clearly got the rest of his team to buy in, especially Anthony Richardson as well as someone that he's doing his thing over here and he's continually developing. And he was also developing at the Manning Passing Academy, which here's Anthony Richardson talking about his experience there. You know, just how to be a pro, you know, um, Learned a lot from Eli Payton, you know. Um, also taught me how to be a coach, you know. Shout out to all the coaches in the world, man. It's, it's hard trying to keep up with a lot of kids like that. But, you know, I was just going out there connecting with different guys, you know, and just trying to pick everyone's brain and just see how, how they view things. You know, uh, that count was very helpful. And hopefully I can showcase that this year. It's summertime. A lot of us have put in a lot of work on getting summer ready is what we'll say, whether it's, you know, working out more, whether it's dieting, whether that might be, you know, just eliminating sweet snacks. I didn't have to eliminate sweet snacks. I just replaced my sweet snacks that were unhealthy because you guys all know by now I have a hardcore sweet tooth and Built Bar helps me get through that. They have, they're covered in 100% chocolate. Most bars have just 130 calories, just four net carbs and 17 grams of protein. But the thing that I love more are the Built Bar Puffs because, first of all, I love marshmallow, so that's easy for me. And Built Puffs, fantastic. They have cookie dough chunk, which is, oh my goodness, I tried a bar for the first time today. And dear Lord, that was fantastic. I that One of the best Built Bars, Built Puffs I've ever had. 
it, it's amazing. Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. Thanks again for making Locked Navigators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We're talking again about Billy Napier and one of the biggest hires that Billy Napier made this season. Well, I mean, of course, there's Rob Sales, a huge one. Patrick Tony was another one. Sean Spencer. And those are all awesome, and we will talk about Rob Sale in a little bit. But there was another hire that arguably was more important towards building and developing this program at Florida, and it was Corey Raymond. And here's what Billy Napier had to say about the importance of adding Corey Raymond. Yeah, Corey brings a ton of wisdom. You know, I mean, I think he's assistant head coach for defense and really a guy that um, I have tremendous respect for. Uh, the player development, the pedigree, the track record, I mean, it's phenomenal when you think about 16, you know, guys getting drafted there. But, you know, Corey connects with people well. You know, I think he's, he's, he does a really good job establishing rapport with his players. He's a, he's a phenomenal teacher in the classroom setting, on the field. And I just think he's a savvy veteran and uh, always a guy that, you know, you, you know you're going to – He's going to be consistent, and you're going to get his very best. I mean, we, we talk about Corey Raymond, and it's it's not been long enough in Gainesville yet where Corey Raymond is still synonymous with LSU and DBU. And I think we could all say, yeah, LSU was, was DBU for a little bit. Uh, I think even in the clip Billy Napier mentioned, I think it was 16 corners drafted or under Corey Raymond in that time at LSU. That's great, honestly. I have no problem now, especially admitting that Uh, that LSU was DBU because the guy that made them DBU is now with Florida. So he's on our team now. So I have no problem admitting that LSU is DBU. But Corey Raymond just carries a a certain level of prestige with him that very few assistant coaches outside of coordinators in the country can carry with them, whether it's professional or college football where he's got a proven track record of developing all of these players to become NFL cornerbacks. And I know you could say he's also a tremendous recruiter. That's also a proven thing where he's just been so good at recruiting, which, by the way, Cormani McLean, that's going to be huge. If Florida gets Cormani McLean, I guarantee you a large part of it will be Corey Raymond's recruiting and Corey Raymond's track record of just how many guys he gets to the NFL. A lot of people are going to look at him and say, well, I can be an NFL cornerback. If I want to do that, I should go with the guy that gives me the best chance of doing that. The guy that puts so many NFL cornerbacks or so many college cornerbacks into the NFL in Corey Raymond. So Cormani McLean's a big person to keep an eye out on with Corey Raymond. If Cormani comes to Florida, thank you, Corey Raymond. But developing the guys that are already on roster. We talked about Jason Marshall Jr. last year was phenomenal, as was Avery Helm. Those guys did not have the developer that Corey Raymond is. And all props to the previous staff, but it's a lot better now. The coaching staff in Gainesville is a lot better now than it used to be. So Jason Marshall Jr., Avery Helm, Jaden Hill, who Billy Napier did speak about and we'll probably talk about tomorrow, Um, Jalen Kimber, Pouncey, Young, Devin Moore, all these guys that were added. Corey Raymond can help develop and help turn Florida back into DBU, which you want to hear. And then on the flip side, the people that the DBs are trying to stop 
our receivers. And this one's a bit of a longer clip, but here's Billy Napier talking about the addition of the two pretty large receivers for the 2022 season. You know, um, I think that we, I like our receiver group. I mean, we've got, we've got a handful of really good players. I think some with experience, some that I think are very capable. Uh, I think we needed a, uh, complimentary players, right? Often would say the receiving group is like a basketball team. You know, you need a center, a power forward, a three guard. You need a two guard. You need a point guard, right? You need some diversity in the room. Uh, and I think we added a couple players that have some of that, some of the things that we needed, speed, change of direction, run after catch, uh, vertical threat. Uh, and I think both these guys do that. Ricky, obviously, uh, has been a very productive player. You know, and, and was the leading receiver at Arizona State and, you know, has film. And uh, there's no question that he's garnered the respect of our uh, team so far just in, you know, eight, nine weeks. Uh, and then Ty, Ty got banged up a little bit early on, a, on arrival, uh, but Ty's earning respect as well. You know, he was just a guy who passed our evaluation. You know, he was in this class and we found out he was available. Uh, he's a high school qualifier, so we made a decision to go ahead and bring him in. So uh, he has character. You know, he has uh, been mentored by some great receiver coaches and receivers. Um, you know, his brother played at Northwestern, had a cup of coffee in the league. You know, he's got a football background, uh, and I think he's, you know, really got good intangibles. You know, I think he's going to bring some things to our team. So two good players, both passed evaluation, and, you know, I think good people and good players. When you look at the additions that were made, you know, Billy Napier, Zach Abelverde asked the question, um, which I'm pretty sure he was the original host of Locked On Gators. So how's that for a blast from the past? But, um, but Zach Abelverde asked the question and he was talking about, you know, in the spring, Billy Napier said, we need to add help at receiver room. And they did that. They added Ricky Pearsall, who was the first person that got talked about and then his impact and his, dynamic ability added and i'm not playing the clip but anthony richardson even spoke about ricky pearsall and saying like he's making my life a lot easier or he's going to make my life a lot easier and i'm going to love throwing the ball to him ricky pearsall has embraced florida culture by the way he, he just bought in instantly you could tell during his recruitment it's like he wanted to be a gator like, like he was hoping to be a florida gator and it was very quick and very easy to get him there and then looking at ty bowman who Ty Bowman, you know, he, he's a complete unknown for Gators fans. He got to classify as a as an incoming freshman year, but he's a complete unknown for Gators fans where we haven't really got to see him. We didn't get to see him in, in spring ball. We, we might not get to see him when fall camp really starts because uh, Billy Napier mentioned he got injured early on, but he's earning respect. It's exciting to see what he can become, if he can become anything for this team especially because this is a Gators team where the depth is still lacking. Like, like it got better, but there's still not a ton of depth on this team. So if injuries pile up or whatever it might be, it's very interesting to see if Ty Bowman will be able to kind of carve out a role for himself in Gainesville. He's someone to be excited for. Both Ricky Pearsall and Ty Bowman are people to be excited for in Gainesville. And yeah, I, I can't wait to see what exactly it is that they bring to the table once we hit September 3rd and it's Utah time. We're about to hear from Ventra Miller and from Richard Garage, but first a quick word from our sponsors. To wrap up today's show, we are going to hear 
short clips from Ventro Miller, of course, a Florida Gators 60-year linebacker, and Richard Urage, the Florida Gators starting left tackle, who's hopefully going to have a monster season this year. But first up is Ventro Miller talking about Utah, which, I mean, counting down the days. At this point, we can't wait for it. Uh, I feel like for us, it's going to be a big statement game. Um, as y'all know, we also had a, a guy uh, transfer over there, so... Uh, they got we just ready, ready to play that game. I feel like it's gonna be a good one. Uh, yeah. Ventra Miller. I mean, he spoke about the importance of that Utah game, and I mean, it, it's also just talking about that Utah game. It's Billy Napier's first game of his career. It's in the swamp. It's his first game in the or first game of his Florida career. It's in the swamp. His first Florida game is going to be big. It's the first game of the season where last year we've been into the season with. Pretty high hopes, barely were bowl eligible, and then lost the bowl game to UCF, which all that happened without Ventro Miller. And look, I love Ventro Miller. I don't think he would have made a large enough impact to really change how the majority of that season went, but it would have been better. We, we can all agree on that. The season defensively would have gone better because it wouldn't have been Jeremiah Moon and Mahmoud Diabate. It would have been Ventro Miller with Jeremiah Moon, Mahmoud Diabate, and everybody else. And Speaking of Debate, Ventrell Miller spoke about Mamou Debate, and he was just like, look, like we had a guy transfer there. Like That makes things different, and that's something that I'm glad that Ventrell Miller brought it up because I feel like a lot of players wouldn't have. Like I, I'm curious when Missouri comes up if that's going to be a thing with Tyron Hopper as well or – Auburn, if it's going to be Christian Robinson with linebackers that he coached in Gainesville, I'm I'm just curious to see how it all how it's all going to shake out. But I do like that Ventro Miller. By the way, I mean Ventro Miller is never going to be on the field with the body unless they're playing special teams, which probably ain't going to happen. But Ventro Miller, I like that he brought up the body because that's just something that so often gets overlooked. Like we talk about it as as fans and as analysts, and we go, well. What's Diabati going to do against Florida? Are they going to kind of, like, they know him. Are they going to kind of attack his weaknesses? Are they going to try to take advantage of that? What's going to happen with it? But for Ventra Miller to just outright say, like, you know, like, they took one of our guys, that, that, that means something to us. It's something that I think we should all be excited for, and I am now even more excited for that game than I was half an hour ago at this point. I, I I can't wait to see what happens, and I'm very excited for it. And then now we're about to hear from Richard Garage, who is a Florida Gator starting left tackle again. And, I mean, a lot of people like talking about him as, an, as a future NFL player. He will be in 2023. But here's him talking about not just the importance, but also the role of having two offensive line coaches, which is something that even – I forgot who it was that asked the question – but even when they asked that question, they were like, that's not something you see across the country. So how does the impact work out? Rely on. Uh, having those two office line coaches has been definitely phenomenal, um, even for the rookies and even for the vets. Um, just, giving diff- just getting um, different point of views and how to increase your game and just getting different coaches has been uh, great so far. Richard Garage talk about it, talked about this and – I think even more important than anything that Richard Grosh talked about is it's having Rob Sale's experience because Rob Sale went from college to the NFL and is now back at college. And him being able to 
first of all, not only coach NFL offensive linemen, because he, like I've mentioned, he coached uh, Andrew Thomas at the best year of his career. Andrew Thomas, the year before Rob Sale, allowed 57 pressures, which is one of the worst pressure rates in the NFL. Last year allowed 18 pressures. So just a significant 39 pressure increase or 39 pressure difference is massive. But also being able to see other offensive linemen. Like Rob Sale got to be in person and watch uh, Andrew Thomas, the Giants. I mean, uh, Andrew Whitworth, the Giants played the Rams last year. So you got to see Andrew Whitworth. You got to see Tyron Smith. You got to see all these elite offensive tackles. You got to see Lane Johnson. You got to see all of these big time offensive tackles and see what they do properly in person. And then he can bring that to the college level. And that is incredibly important. Stapleton has the NFL experience as a player. Rob Sale and Stapleton as recruiters should be able to get it done. We haven't seen it happen yet, but they should be able to kind of put things together as recruiters. And I also like that in terms of developing talent, they're able to focus more on individual players because, you know, Rob Sale can say, Hey, Stapleton, can you handle that? Well, I, I've got, I'll handle the rest of the unit, but can you handle that individual player and, and work on this with him? And so that's also incredibly important. Thanks for making Lock That your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free reviews in the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow talking more about SEC Media Days. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work and YouTube channel with Whole Nine Sports. And find my written work with GiantsCountryFSI.com. And I'll see you all tomorrow.